Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, Stefan and co-host Ed Ray are joined by supermom, poet, and badass entrepreneur, Laura Catella Georgi, who also happens to be Stefan's wife. Laura is a brilliant writer and marketer, and the reason Stefan got into direct response copywriting from writing many of the top IM offers back in the day to launching a seven-figure beauty company in the last year, to being a supermom and inspiration, Laura does it all. Here's a glimpse of the mind-blowing insights you're about to discover. Four ways to confidently raise your rates and keep your clients. Number one might take a lot out of you, but works like magic. The more roads strategy to overcome any difficulty and move forward with your business when things don't go as planned. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy. So I guess I have, I mean, I have multiple questions. So I'm just trying. I, I'm like, like it, it's great. I mean, well, I guess let's fast forward. So how did you? How did you go about? Because when I met you, and you, know, I, my first sales letter, like where I charged, I think 149. Cause I learned from you. I'm like, Oh, she charged 97. I'm going to charge, you know, 149, um, or 147. <laughs> I think it was 149. And, um, and I had two people hire me, not six. So maybe your copy was better than mine. Who knows? Or maybe it was my crazy, you know, my high price points. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, what, what, even when I met you in early on, like, um, you know, the challenge was always like, how do you raise your rates? Right? Like you talk about like, because even even when I met you, you were charging like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars sometimes, and that was like a big deal. And we we both would have all this anxiety about. It's, it's easy for me to forget that now. I mean, I, I fortunately with mentoring a lot of copiers, I kind of can stay grounded in that. But like, um, you know, it was it was a big deal. I remember the first time I charged four ninety seven. The first time I charged nine ninety seven. Um, first time I charged ten thousand dollars was like the craziest thing I've, I'd ever done. Right and. Um, and I know you had those challenges too, right? So like how how did you go about kind of figuring out to, to raise your rates and, and what were the challenges you faced there? I think that'd be interesting to hear. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It was such a big deal. And some of the challenges I faced were um, prospective clients saying to me, oh, you know, like I, I can't afford it or it's not in my budget or it's too expensive. And I think there's so many factors that actually come into play for you as the copywriter to fix this problem. Um, One, you have to be comfortable letting the prospective deal go. Like you just have to. There are like so many other deals right around the corner. But if you say yes to this shitty one or, you know, one that's not working for you right now, then you're not going to get to those other ones. Um, Two, you have to make sure you're in the right 
circles of people, the right circles of prospective clients who understand the value and who are already having some success so that they have the budget to invest in this new project or in this improvement on a project or in this new asset, whatever it may be. Um, because I started with such a low price point and I was on the warrior forum where a lot of products that I wrote copy for were as inexpensive as $7, you know, those clients are only going to have so much money to spend. But if I get in a circle of people who are selling higher ticket products, who have, you know, 10 other offers that are already working, so they have more money to invest, you know, that's going to be a totally different pool that I'm swimming in than this one pool. So you want to make sure you're swimming in the right pool for you. Um, and then finally, I know something that you teach everybody in Copy Accelerator is about doing the math for a client, right? So that their investment in you is painted as exactly that, an investment and not a cost. So, you know, well, if you do 20 sales a day at $100 average cart, that's going to make you this much money a day. And you've paid for me like day one. Um, doing the math like that. So those three things, but I really think the one of the most important ones and the hardest for people to actually follow through, but I promise it was a game changer for me is saying no to the deal, just saying, hey, um, you know, if I find another writer who's a good fit for this, I'll be sure to connect you to, um, but I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. And it might feel like a blind leap of faith, but it's like, try it once, you know, just try it once, see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think another, another secret too, that kind of is that, a lot of the time when you say no to somebody, right? Because they start trying to haggle you on price or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I'll refer you to somebody else. Then they're, then they immediately are like, well, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like, you know, actually, I mean, uh, you know, can you go down like, you know, like 3% or something that you, you frankly are okay doing. Right. And then you may be like, okay, sure. Um, I'd say about half the time you tell somebody like, oh no, like I can't do it for that price. Like, like, and this is even for me at, at you know, high, like amounts right but like even back in the day it was the same thing but half the time they'd be like ah fine okay fine yeah. i'll hire you yeah that's true and even if it's like a week or two later it might not be that they're immediately like oh okay fine but you will have released it and then lo and behold they'll come back and be like i found a way you know to to make this work yeah, uh, yeah absolutely and then another huge thing that i always did was anytime i did level up and i you know hit that client goal, you know, when I got my first 10K letter, my first 25K letter, I was like, okay, that's my new minimum. The market has decided, <laughs> like, I'm never going back backwards from there. So I think that'll be really helpful people for people to like, that's just a hard rule that you follow now. Okay, that's my minimum. Yeah, I love that, that that's awesome. Yeah. So fast forwarding ahead, why did you decide to stop writing copy for clients? Um, pregnancy <laughs> was a very large, uh, factor. Um, yeah, we were blessed to become pregnant. I became really, really tired and I had the luxury of being married to you who is a super successful person and was able to support us financially, which was strange, a strange feeling because my whole, you know, adult life, I was su supporting myself and, um, you know, I, I enjoy that feeling of independence and accomplishment that comes with that. Um, but I remember you and I having a conversation over lunch, like, can it, like me basically asking, can I really take this break? You know, are, are you cool with that? No, should I do it? And then you're like, yeah, I'm not like, absolutely. 
So that was about a year and a half break that I took um, from any client work. And during that time, you know, I conceptualized Eden Beauty. So when I came back to work, it was on my own project and not doing stuff for clients anymore. And a big factor in the Eden Beauty thing is, you know, for writing for clients for over 10 years, you learn a shit ton <laughs> about everything else that's involved in marketing and building a company and building a brand. Of course, not everything and the lessons never stop. The city never stops being built. built. Um, but I really wanted to apply all of the knowledge that I had gained over those years into something for me and something that my family and my daughter can be proud of too. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and as you started, I mean, if Eden Beauty, so I guess go ahead and I'd love if you could tell people what is Eden Beauty and, um, you know, and then, yeah, what's, what's been going on? What, what does the growth look like? What's the journey looked like? What are the challenges and struggles you're, you're, you know, you faced with it? Um, you know, and be as candid as you, as you feel to be about everything. Sure. I'll be super candid. Yeah, we are a luxury skincare company that uses natural, vegan, cruelty-free ingredients. All of our formulations are targeted towards acne, dark spots, and hyperpigmentation and scarring. Um, so we're really one of the few brands with natural ingredients that help with these issues. Um, and we do that by promoting overall balance in the skin rather than stripping it. You know, you don't have acne because you're dirty or because your hormones are out of whack. Um, it's issues with the microbes on your face and all that. And you can read some of my <laughs> long form copy on that stuff at EdenBeautySkin.com. Um, and we started officially in January of 2020. And just at the end of 2020, we did cross the seven figure in revenue mark um, at about 15% profit margin for the year. So for our first year in business, I was super duper proud of that. Um, <laughs> right after that, that was all through Facebook media buying that I did. Um, and then my Facebook account ad account got shut down and, um, it was traumatic for sure. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I finally got to this place of real confidence and talking about how much I crush it. And then just like, oh, she freeze or did I, freeze? I was going to get it back. I did eventually, but, um, so but that lesson, yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah, but that lesson, um, I feel like the biggest lesson there is that any challenge that comes is an opportunity. It's even a guideline for you to pave the new road so that now you don't have that single road, that single point of failure. Hey, I'm going to, we're going to break that for you. So now you have another road and then you're gonna have two roads and three roads and four roads. And so that, and that never stops. Like that will always continue. So that's what that taught me. So during the first few months that um, my ad account was shut down, you know, I really worked on remonetizing my existing customers through our email list. We really improved our social and organic traffic. And even now with the Facebook, you know, ads back, I, the, first of all, those other roads are built. And now I'm also working on our affiliate marketing for traffic or influencer marketing. Um, yeah. So that again, more roads, like the, the road shut down, forced me to build more roads and ultimately I'm grateful for it. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and for people who, who know us or whatever, I mean, I, I want to also, um, 
I guess, stressed. Like I really haven't helped Laura very much with eating beauty at all. And I like, and not just because of my own bandwidth and, and like, you know, maybe like I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't, hopefully this doesn't make me sound like an asshole, but I've been <laughs> like, oh yeah, baby, you should do that. Good luck. And then, but, but I mean, that's cool. I mean, you know, and then you update me and we'll obviously we talk about business together and stuff, but I mean, this is, you know, it's just you using uh, your knowledge, your experience, and then, and also learning. I mean, cause to be fair, like there's a couple of times where I've, I've said stuff to you where I'm like, oh, don't do this. And you're like, mm, I'm going to do it. And then you've been like, oh, I should have done that. And I'm like, I told you, but like, I go back to like, people have to make their own mistakes and learn as well. You know, I'm thinking specifically of like the, some of the agency stuff, like, right. You really wanted to hire like a media buying agency and you were doing really well buying Facebook ads on your own. And I was like, most agencies suck. And you're like, nah, I'm going to hire an agency. And then it was like, you know, six months later and you're like, where'd all my sales go? <laughs> like, um, yeah, it started well. And then, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, the point just being that, you know, it, it is, it's all you and, and crushing it. Um, Thank you. So, I would love for you to offer a, a split test of my control headline because I can't beat this damn thing no matter how hard I try. So that would be a lot of fun. And we'll update everyone if I could wrangle that out of Stefan and he beats me. That would yeah, be I'll do that. Because um, I'm trying to do more e-com stuff and like nobody wants to like hire me <laughs> to do it. And every time I do it, it's like I like crush people's controls, but like apparently nobody... I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul. And then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And I will see you in my email list.